The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio, we're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And once again, this week is no exception. Today, we're going to talk about podcasting. And it's a subject that's near and dear to my heart. And our very special guest is Chris Marcello. Chris not only is a certified audio engineer with over 10 years experience in communications and audio production, Chris is the producer of Guys Guys Radio. And it's going to be a fantastic show. We're going to talk about how to build a podcast, things to consider before you start your podcast, recording and editing tips, promoting your podcast, growing your audience, how do you measure success, how do you know you're even doing well, Uh, the importance of becoming a guest on a podcast, and podcasters need to get out there and be guests on other podcasts and other YouTube shows, how to be a good guest, how to develop your audience, and how to use your podcast to build your brand. All here today on Guys Guys Radio with Chris Marcello. I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation. I've had the pleasure of working with Chris for the last couple of years, and they do a great job on the show, and I'm so pleased, and they always have my back, and Chris is just a tremendous producer, a great brand marketer, and somebody who really has the chops in production. So I think you're going to get a lot out of the show if you've ever even considered launching your own podcast. And, you know, so many people are out there podcasting today. It's interesting. One of the things we we're going to talk about is how many podcasts are out there and the fact that half of them are dormant because people start out, they, they launch a podcast, and after a couple of shows, it's like, now what? It's very similar to everybody, you know, I think everybody's got a book in them, but so many times people say, oh yeah, I've got a book, I've got an idea, I'll write about myself, and they write about eight pages, and then it's, now what? And it can happen with a podcast also. Now, we're up to show 550 here on Guys Guys Radio, so we've learned along the way, and I started out doing this show in my bedroom on my cell phone, and uh, I didn't have a guest, and I had to wing it, and slowly, over time, I stuck with it. I was consistent. I was open to allow the brand to grow organically. It started out about dating and relationships because it it grew out of my book and blog, The Guy's Guy's Guy to Love. And from there, it's really blossomed into something to help people, help men and women to be at their best. And this is a place, Guy's Guy's Radio, where everyone wins. And I love doing the show, and I love bringing all the 700-plus thought leaders I brought onto the show to discuss their areas of expertise, because this is information that we can all listen to, absorb, process, and determine, is this something for me? Not everything's going to be for you. Not all of it is for me. I'm learning at the same time as I interview all these wonderful guests, but there is a ton of information you can glean here on Guys Guys Radio, and today we're going to teach you how to launch your own podcast. So buckle up, 
Put your headphones on and lay back. And here we go with a great interview with our producer on Guys Guys Radio, Christina Marcello. It's Guys Guy Radio. All right, Guys Guys Radio, the interview portion of our show. And today we've got a special guest. We're going to talk about podcasting. It seems like everybody and their uncle has a podcast now. And you know what? That's kind of a good thing because it's a new way for people to get information. You know, we had the Internet and people slowly migrated there. And then we had all kinds of other stuff came out. And now we've got podcasting. And a couple of years ago, there was only a million podcasts. And very quickly, and I think it happened around the time of the pandemic, Podcasts are now at about 5 million because everybody was kind of trapped at home for a while and they wanted to get their word out there, get their message out there. So I'm thrilled because my special guest is my producer on Guys Guys Radio. They are a wonderful, wonderful producer and partner in our, our work, and their name is Christine Marcello, a certified audio engineer with over 10 years' experience in communications and auto production. They're currently the content manager at Podchaser, where they focus primarily on podcast guest booking and audience development. Christina has given lectures at NYU and has spoken at numerous conferences about all things podcast and broadcast related. They started their career in terrestrial radio as an EV executive producer and co-host at WHJJ on iHeartRadio, where they work closely to develop partnerships with television networks and local leaders. And I can tell you, Christina has been instrumental in the wonderful production of our show here on Guys Guys Radio. And and I'm so thrilled that they're producing and doing their own work now and really growing and helping a lot of people out there. So welcome to Guys Guys Radio, Christina Marcello. Thank you so much, Robert. It's really exciting to be on this side of the the table with you. (laughs) It's fun. I gave you a little bit of the background I gave for everybody out there, but tell us a little bit about what drew you specifically to podcasting because you have such a great background in production. Thank you. I'll, I'll actually go a little bit further back. I am unique in that I have actually always wanted to do this. Um, I've always wanted to be involved in audio. So before I even knew what an audio engineer, I was telling people that I wanted to be one. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, but it sounded good. And so I started off really young creating playlists of audio, um, of music, and and just finding the latest songs that dropped and starting a whole website for that new music. So the curation part of audio has always been interesting to me. Fast forward, I'll I'll spare you some of the nitty gritty. We get to the iHeartRadio experience where I really got to learn a lot about hands-on live audio, which is a completely different beast. (laughs) After my time at iHeart, I... Unfortunately, I I was uh, laid off. And throughout that time, I found myself wondering, what's next? And the greatest sign for me was podcasts. What I liked about podcasts, especially during 2020, when we were all locked up inside the house, is you can do it from home and you could start your own business. So I really liked the idea of doing it by myself and having my own business and being able to utilize the skills that I learned throughout my experience in school and also at iHeart. Um, so really just having that independence, that autonomy, being able to to do it myself was the biggest thing. What's funny though, Robert, is that's actually why I also wanted to get a job with the company that I'm at now, because I realized 
there's something about going it alone, but there's also something to being part of a greater, greater ecosystem as something I'm really excited to be a part of now. So everybody and their brother has a podcast nowadays. You've seen the explosion since the pandemic. Um, so for those out there, and my belief is that all, you know, the high tide raises all boats. So it's a good thing. You know, there's more competition, of course, for everybody, but also the cream rises to the top. And also there's more listeners and more people using podcasts to get their content and information. So I think it's a really good thing. So when for the folks out there considering starting a podcast, not everybody should have a podcast, in my opinion. You, you really need to have something to say and a, a reason for being. But I'm going to throw it over to you, Christina, and tell us what people need to know before they start a podcast. Great question. Before you start a podcast, I want you to ask yourself, why? Is this for you? Is this for your audience? The biggest thing about creating a podcast, if you're looking for it to grow and be successful, is you want to identify a specific niche. The riches are in the niches. And so to identify something that you're passionate about is important. You want to make sure that it is not too vague and not too broad. You really want to nail down your point of view and what you are going to be talking about. From there, you want to identify the audience that you're going to be talking about. So uh, be talking to the audience that you're going to be engaging with. It's important to not just identify who they are. You could do this by creating a profile, creating a fake profile, if you will. You could just grab an image of who you think your average listener would be, create a profile of their age, demographic information, etc., um, and see who that listener is that you want to target. But it's also important to find out what specifically those audience members are looking to hear about. So for example, if we take marketing as, an, as the example, are you going to talk vaguely about marketing or are you going to specifically talk about digital marketing? Are you going to specifically talk about content marketing? These are things that will separate you. As we talked about, 4 million podcasts, um, 4.5, like you said, we're nearing 5 million podcasts at this time. Truth be told, about half of those are inactive. There's a really big concern for a lot of people, which we get in the industry call pod fade. So it's starting a podcast and then kind of fading out of it because it's a lot to keep up with. So that's the second thing. Do you have the time commitment that it's going to take? Uh, if I were to start a podcast right now all by myself, I would go ahead and write it all down. I would have a specific plan set out. I would know what my topic was, what my theme was, who I, if it was an interview-based podcast, I would have some ideas of who I wanted to interview. I would have the show recorded, locked, and loaded before I even released it at this time. I am looking at podcasts nowadays more like television shows. So having the full product uh, ready that way you can have a consistent theme throughout it. I also like to think about uh, audio in terms of music. Like I said, like I like to curate playlists and such. So thinking of an album, right? We have one album. There's a consistent theme throughout that album. We know what we're getting as a listener. And that type of energy, if you will, is what I would like to bring to the podcast space as well. So maybe more of having series or, um, you know, a certain chapter of your podcast that way it's easy to digest. So those are a few things to consider. I, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent there. 
you also want to consider, again, the time management. It does take a lot of time to put together a podcast. Audio production. Um, are you going to edit this podcast? Are you going to hire somebody to edit this podcast? Do you want to start a team? Geez, Robert, we could go on and on and on about what to know before you start a podcast because there's just so, so much at hand. But I think if I were to sum it up, I would say know who you're talking to, know why you're doing this, know the time that it's going to take to get it done and what your goal is. Because I, I don't want people to just start a podcast with no goals in mind. I was talking to somebody recently and we said, you know what? How about we take a year? Let's look at where this thing is in one year and then reassess. A lot of people start a podcast and they don't know, they don't have an end date to it. So it becomes bigger in their mind than it needs to. It becomes something that feels unattainable to keep up with, which is where that pod fade can, can really come from. So if you set yourself up for success, you plan, plan, plan. I think you'll be good to go when you, when you do start that podcast. Just really get yourself prepared. You know, it's interesting because, uh, first of all, great tips, Chris. Great tips there. Um, it seems like there's a similarity now between podcasts and YouTube in that you know, the, 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 the YouTube consumer had traditionally taken in like four minutes. You would go there and say, how do I you know, fix the pipe under my sink or whatever? And now you have full-length podcasts that are on YouTube. And the, the YouTube model has now kind of worked, is working kind of with podcasts because they're more specific. And uh, if you're going to go broader, like we know that my show is kind of broad, but it's built, it's built on a foundation and that, that we have grown it organically by adding different pieces and different platforms to it. How, do you, how does someone start to juggle that instead of putting a clock on it for a year where you might not get the listeners in, in, the, in that year, how do you... What are other ways to determine if you've got something? Yeah, measuring success of a podcast is probably the biggest question that exists out there today. So one metric that a lot of people look to is the downloads, which in my point of view is really, you know, or the listens, it's really not the best metric that we can use. And I'll tell you why. Again, I work with the company called Podchaser and I help brands and thought leaders get booked on podcasts. It's often a conversation when a podcast opportunity is presented, how large the show is. Let me give you an example. If you're a thought leader and you are looking to be in front of other thought leaders in your industry, if I were to book an audit auditorium and I fill it up with 1,000 individual people I just pulled randomly off the street, okay, you could be in front of that audience. That's option one. Option two is I can fill up that, that auditorium. It's not going to be filled though. I'll probably, I get 50, 50 CEOs and that's the audience. Now, again, your objective is to get in front of thought leaders within your specific industry. If I have 50 CEOs within that industry in a room versus 1000 random people I pulled off the street, the audience with the 50 members is actually likely to be a more engaged and more beneficial audience for you to be in front of versus 1000 random people that I pulled off the street. So it's really important to not get caught up in the downloads when talking about measurement of success. One thing to measure in terms of success is honestly, congratulate yourself and, and Robert Manny, you, you do a fantastic job 
Uh, we're here 600, 500 episodes deep. Uh, nowhere near pod fade. We're just running and running. We're going here. So um, really big kudos. And I, I want other podcasters to acknowledge their wins as well. Reaching 50 episodes, reaching 100 episodes, that is a feat. So that's one measurement of success that you can really look to and say, wow, like I, I beat <laughs> a lot of other people in this space just for that. Guests, um, having guests that match up with your, your brand, if you will, and guests that hold power or hold weight, those are important guests to be getting as well. And that's also a measurement of success that you can look to when determining how your podcast is doing. You know, I'm not just interviewing so-and-so again off the street. I was able to book an industry leader or a, you know, a uh, some a celebrity from a specific film. Those are big wins that you can get. The biggest win overall, in my perspective, is building an engaged community. So building a podcast that not only supplies information for the listener, but providing a podcast that that allows community and building and engagement for that podcast as well. So knowing that the the community expands beyond just yourself. You can engage with the podcast opens up lanes for not just the listener to engage with you, but maybe other listeners of the show who share similar like-minded ideas. So a big win for me in terms of podcasts and uh, measuring success is, are you, are you building a community? And uh, yeah, I think that would be, that would be where I leave that. So how how do you how does a podcaster build community if they're if they have like an interview show like like Guys Guys Radio we have guests from all areas thought leaders from all different areas and they're not necessarily connected although a lot of their messaging is similar and what we do as you know on the show is we bring people information that might help help them you know raise the bar for their own lives and uh, raise their frequency etc but I'm not sure if we're building, as you say, and I have to be honest about it, and we're on the air, that's cool. The, the Community-wise, we're bringing content, but I'm not sure the community is there that they're talking to each other out there. How does a podcaster create that? If, it, if you're just bringing in different guests and you're, you're expounding your own per, uh, perspective and purview and doing your best to share information that can help them live their, live their best lives. As probably the biggest fan, of Guys Guy Radio. <laughs> As uh, somebody who listens every single week, I think that what I take away from Guys Guy Radio is exactly what you say. And I even quote it throughout my days. Uh, I'll say, everybody wins. And I think that that is a really great takeaway from Guys Guy Radio, is that you're, you're supplying information for everybody to win, everybody to grow, um, however, win, whatever you take from winning. So... I would say that one way that you can engage with an audience or create engagement with the audience is to show up, be on social media sites and in niche communities beyond just the podcast. So having the podcast and then really what we're looking at now is at, at, uh, at Podchaser's audience development. And so this really ties in nicely to what we're talking about here. So I work with a lot of individuals, like I said, who want to get booked on podcasts for whatever reason. When 
these individuals get booked on podcasts as guests, one thing that they're doing is they are sharing the podcast link. Now, we can get into why that's not the best option. We can get into that in just a little bit. But what we've seen is that from one podcast guest appearance, you can create multiple pieces of content. So three to five video clips, an article, a blog post, uh, stat graphic still images that again can be shared on social. So not, so taking the podcast episode, so I'm talking about guests, but now let's switch it over to the podcast itself. That insight has provided me with the, with more insights on how to create this, this, uh, this community. So as a podcaster, you have a content treasure trove in front of you. We have hundreds of videos um, that we can tap into to repurpose for content. And that content typically will be evergreen content because what we're talking about here is not the stock market or anything like that. We're talking about everybody winning, Guys Guy Radio, raising our vibrations and being the best that we can uh, in our everyday life. So I think that taking that content is step one and repurposing it. Step two is, again, identifying the audience. So who is the audience within our sphere? That would be, again, people who are looking to raise their vibrations. Seekers. Uh, seekers, exactly. Um, so identifying those people and where they live. Now, I know that Gaia TV is, shout out Gaia TV, um, they have a great audience. So their audience is very similar to our audience. I wonder where those audience members live. Are they on Facebook? Are they on Twitter? Are they on Instagram? They might not be on all of them. They might be on one of them. Maybe they're on Reddit. There are also other community, other ways to engage. Now, this is the number one podcast secret in the industry is that newsletters are where a lot of the gameplay is happening. So there are industry-specific newsletters. Again, if you're a marketer, B2B, or um, you're geez, involved in biomedical engineering. There are a lot of industry-specific newsletters. Getting the podcast mentioned on one of those newsletters is another way to grow your audience. So you are saying, I understand that this content that you're reading aligns with what I'm putting out there as well. So we're going to then pitch to the, the newsletter writer that you know, your audience would really benefit from hearing what we're doing over here as well, because it's pretty simpatico when we look at it. And then if they say yes, we can promote that podcast episode onto that community newsletter, which again is that room of 50 people versus that 1000. So we're talking about very industry specific individuals that we can be putting ourselves in front of. So I would say first and foremost, content, repurpose it, but then delivering that content and putting it right in front of the audience members. I will say one final thing is engaging. So when we put the content out, interacting with the people who interact with us. So if we do have a social media, uh, let's say we have the guys guy Instagram, we would repurpose the content, put the content into the Instagram. And then when somebody comments, we'll just comment back and engage with them. Um, and that is really the crux of what we're looking at when it comes to audience engagement and development. I recently 
watched a video where somebody talked about community growing. And she spoke about the three C's of building a community, which were community engagement, content, and co-creation. Community engagement is, again, people reach out to us, we're going to reach back out to them. Content, we just talked a lot about, but then co-creation is really interesting as well. In looking for individuals to engage with us, we need to be open to engaging with them. So ways that we can get in front of that and, and look for co-creation is maybe we have a mixer, if you will, or a one-to-one, uh, -one, an audience meet and greet, a panel discussion. We could have a Zoom session, LinkedIn Lives, Instagram Lives, um, creating opportunities for co-creation where the podcaster can also create with the audience members influence in mind fantastic ideas chris marcello the content manager at Podchaser, producer extraordinaire our producer and a great marketing mind obviously for guys guys radio thank you so much for being here let's talk about production because you are really a maven when it comes to production some of the pieces sometimes that's a little bit daunting for people they want to do the work at home I mean, I'm not great technically, as you know, um, and, you know, like great writers have great editors for, for the most part. So it's not about uh, your grammar necessarily when you're a writer. And the same thing when you're doing a podcast. But you do have to know, you don't have to be an expert on production, but you have to know some of the basics. And I think you need to ha be able to do a show on your own just in case. So let's teach me and let's teach people out there what are kind of the basic equipment pieces that we need for a podcast. I, for instance, I use a Rode Podcaster microphone. I use my Apple laptop. I plug in and we either use, we've used Skype. I started out on a cell phone, moved to Skype, moved to Zoom. We're on Podchaser now. And, but I don't have that background control. I use GarageBand to do the open and close. Uh, I've managed as, as a layman, if you will, to piece those people, things together, these pieces together, and then you make it beautiful. Chris, and thank you. But for the everyday folks out there who are starting their podcast and they're going it alone completely, what do they need to know production-wise? Great question. If you're going it alone, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. I don't want you to get scared. Audio engineering is a deep, vast field. Okay. Uh, a lot of what happens in audio engineering, I can tell you, I went to school, I, I became a certified audio engineer. You, it's the, the tip of the iceberg is what you need to know to be an audio engineer for podcasting. We're not going to go into anything too deep, nitty gritty in terms of compression or, or any of those things. Some basic things that you should consider are A, the room environment that you're going to be in. The first thing, the first rule of audio engineering, if you will, is do not rely on fixing it in the mix. That is a common phrase that you'll hear, fix it in the mix. Basically, that means once it's recorded, we'll fix it. We'll just cut, we'll edit that out once it's done. We don't want to rely on that as podcasters because think of it also, I love, I love the visual aspect of photography and video because they're, they have visual representations of what I'm trying to talk about in audio, right? Like I, I can't explain it with my ears, but I can explain it yeah. with my eyes. So if you are going to be recording audio, you want to be in a room that is quiet, that, is, that doesn't have much around. 
again, when I talk about not wanting to fix it in the mix, let's say that we took a picture. We're trying to get a really, really nice picture. If there's a lot going on in that picture that we need to edit out to take that picture and then take it into Photoshop, you're going to put a lot of work on yourself. If there's one or two things in that picture that need to be fixed, then okay, maybe we can edit one or two pieces out. But we don't want to reinvent this picture from scratch. We want to get a great representation uh, upon click. So keeping that in mind, we want to make sure that we are set up for success before we even hit record. So the room that we choose is important. We don't want there to be too much openness in that room. If you're in a room that has not a, not a lot of stuff, if you will, and you're in a room that has a lot of open air, there's a, like, a large likelihood that you will get a lot of reverberation that you're not necessarily looking for. So in talking about audio, I like to, again, look at the visual representation. So reverb is, let's say you go into an auditorium and you yell, hello, and then you're going to hear a lot of the echoes. That is what we mean with the reverb. Or An extended reverb, is act it actually becomes an echo. So if you're not sure what reverb is, think of a shorter echo. <laughs> you don't want to have too much of that. So identifying a quiet room, a quiet place to be, if you can also try to, I mentioned stuff, having stuff around the room, anything that vibrates is audio. And so anything that, and anything that is vibrating is moving. So any movement then is audio. So if you are in a room and you have your fan on, that's movement, it's creating noise that will interfere with your audio recording. If you are in a room and you have let's say, another computer running. That computer has a motor. It's less obvious, but that is motion and it's moving. So it's creating vibrations. So really having a keen eye to movement in the rooms that you're choosing is going to be incredibly important to identify which rooms are good to record in and not. Okay, now you're going to need a microphone, a headset, and something to plug, something to connect the microphone from uh, it's something to connect the microphone to the computer there are some usb plug-in microphones that you can use if you're a podcaster that do directly plug into the computer itself but those those microphones will only be good if you're recording just yourself if you do want to have you know let's say a panel discussion or two people on this on the same show it's not going to be beneficial for that also, you're going to lose quality with that type of microphone, and I'll explain why in just a minute. So the other type of microphone that you can get is a microphone that will need you to purchase an audio interface. Now, an audio interface is just the box that you're going to connect it to. So you'll take your microphone, you'll connect your microphone into the audio interface, and then the audio interface will get connected to the computer. That's the signal flow of how it all works out. What the audio interface does is the audio interface takes the coding, it takes everything that I'm putting into this microphone, and it translates that into computer speech, <laughs> into ones and zeros. But it, it has a specific function to do that. 
So when you get a microphone that is just a USB plug-in microphone, it doesn't, it's not doing that. It doesn't have a specific purpose of that. It's just plugging in. So when you buy an audio interface, you're going to improve the quality of the audio that you're recording. So I would recommend buying an audio interface for that purpose. Now we have our gear and we know what room we're going to be in. From there, audio editing, it's really, so a DAW, a DAW is a digital audio workspace. A digital audio workspace is something like Logic, something like GarageBand, something like Pro Tools. These are all, something like Audacity. These are all DAWs. I want you to know that a DAW is a DAW is a DAW. Um, in the music industry, they're probably using Pro Tools and just going, you know, balls to the wall, having fun with all of the tools that you can use in Pro Tools. But if you know how to use one of them, you know how to use any of them, and you may have a specific personal preference, but essentially you can do all of the same things in each of them. So I don't want you to run out and go buy the... I don't know how much it costs these days. It might be like $800 uh, for Pro Tools when you just have GarageBand already installed on your computer. That can be fine. Also, Audacity is a really user-friendly program for beginners of audio editing. I am not going to be able to go into too much of the nitty-gritty on, on how to do the specific editing no, because no, I... No, no. Yeah, because I, I'd have to show you. But what I will say is you want to keep an ear out when editing audio for ums, ahs. You just want to clean it up a little bit. It doesn't have to be picture perfect, but you do want to, like I said, just clean it up a little bit with those ums, ahs, etc. If you hear pauses for a, a long time, you're going you're gonna to want to clean those up. But those are the, the main things that you're, you're going to want to consider if you're going it alone. Just, uh... Uh, for the for the listeners out there who are interested in starting a podcast, what what I do for right for better or for worse, I've attempted to train myself to do my opens and close closes in one take. We we pre-record our interviews, and then I go back and I based on the interview, I'll try to put a ribbon around the show. So I'll do an open. And I'll talk about, you know, what we're going to talk about today, who the guest is, maybe a little something inside about what things are going on that are current. As you know, Chris, we don't do politics. We don't do pandemic or anything like that. We, we stay away from that. And, but we cover pretty much everything else. And then the interview comes up. And then afterwards, we talk to the audience about here's kind of what we learned and then get into some of the other content that's available. But the point is, I've done my best to do it in one take. So if, I, if I'm doing a take at home and I, I like three quarters of it, I'll stop and go back. I start over. I don't hold even the intro, welcome to Guys Guys Radio, blah, blah, blah. I start from the beginning. And the reason I do that is to train myself to be able to flow. What, what are your thoughts on that? Is, that? is that good practice? Is that bad practice? Or uh, is that creating more work for myself and for other people out there who are going to be you know, putting that band around the interview portion of their show? I love this. There are a lot of different ways that we could approach this. The first thing that I would say you asked, is this a good thing? I think it is a good thing. I come from a background of radio, as you know, and in live radio, there are no second takes, right? So you do just have to know how to do it live and be able to have that personality and go. 
So I think that that is a skill that a lot of podcasters could benefit from. Absolutely. Especially if you're going it alone. Again, not wanting to fix it in the mix. If you can do it in one take, there's nothing to fix in the mix. So that's perfect. So I think that that's great advice, Robert. And I think that other podcasters would be, you know, they would benefit from that as well. Are you creating extra work for yourself? I mean, yeah, you're doing it again, right? So just inherently you're, you're doing it more than once. It's more work. But if you're getting it to sound the way you want it to sound, if you're improving every single time, if we consider each take a practice, and that means that you're practicing and practicing and practicing, and that means every single time you're getting better, then, you know, maybe the extra work is worth it. So I am, I'm pro trying to get it done in one take. Um, I will also let you know, though, as somebody who hosted a, I hosted an, I hosted a show on iHeart at one point, and but it was pre-recorded. It was a pre-recorded show, and I used to do a bunch of takes over and over and over again. But to your point, because I wanted to make sure that it was easy for the the audience members to hear, I was wanting to make sure that I was effectively communicating the messages that I was trying to get across. So if your intention is to benefit the audience and it's taken a little extra time, I think it's worth it because at the end of the day, the product is going to be a superior product and you are only going to grow as a podcaster and an individual speaker yourself. You know, that's really, that's a, that's great insight. And it's really helped me in terms of my guesting. As you know, Chris, I guest on a lot of other shows, one in particular, uh, Second Act TV. We're up to close to a million views there. And that's a great thing for podcasters. I want you to tell everybody a little bit about the importance, if you're a podcaster, on getting on other people's shows, because you could actually transcend your own audience by getting on the right other shows that talk to the same target group, or even a new target group, uh, an additional target group that could then learn about the work you're doing. Absolutely. I'm so happy that you brought this up. The number one way that you can grow a podcast is by getting on other people's podcasts. So we we can look at this as sometimes people say OPP, which is other people's podcasts, or OPA, other people's audiences. <laughs> um, but either way, yes, that is the number one way to grow a podcast. You've identified who your audience is. Like I said, Gaia TV is another another network that has a similar audience base. If we were to be able to find a person who had a podcast from Gaia and get on their audience, get on their podcast, their audience would likely be very interested to know about the guy's guy and come over to guy's guy radio to hear about how everybody can win. So I would absolutely, that mindset is absolutely where you need to be as a podcaster. Not only are you going to engage with other people's audiences and, and, uh, you know, hopefully bring them over to your camp, you're also going to be networking with other professionals in your field or other, it doesn't even have to be your field, right? It could just be an interest that you have. Similar-minded, like-minded people that you can maybe network with or who knows what that leads to, right? I mean, Silka on Second Act TV is a fantastic example. Not only have you both guested on each other's shows so many times, and now we've seen the audience cross over, but you have this friendship now. And that is more valuable than almost anything. And what that friendship could lead to is, again, invaluable. So host, getting on other people's podcasts, 
Oof, that's really a, really a great play, if you will. Okay, let's talk a little bit about connecting the dots with social media because there's so many different platforms there. There's, you know, you've got Facebook and you've got Instagram, you've got Twitter, TikTok for some, for some brands works, and we've got terrestrial radio for Guys Guys Radio, we've got the podcast, we've got YouTube, Rumble, and now we're on, we got picked up by a digital radio uh, platform, UK Health Radio. So you've done the magic of flowing this for the week. So we come out, uh, we start promoting on Tuesday, the show posts on Wednesday on KCAA in Southern California, on Thursday, YouTube and Rumble, and on Friday through Monday, we've got UK Health Radio. And what's nice is uh, all these, the other platforms like UK Health Radio, promotes their network, but they promote our show. So talk to us and to our audience about the benefits of having those pieces kind of work together and how you make them work together. I mean, we worked as a team to flow this thing so it goes throughout the week and it gives you time, ample time to do your thing and all the other things you're involved with, but also it gives a nice flow for our brand. Right. You want to get in front of as many different people as you can and be on as well. I don't want to say I was going to say you want to be on as many platforms as you can be. I'm not going to say that because that is not true. I don't believe in that. I do think that you need to find places where your audience lives and get in front of them. As I continue to say, UK Health Radio is a fantastic place for us to be with Guys Guy when we look at wellness, spirituality, growth, etc. That is all encompassing when it comes to wellness. So that's a fantastic lane for us to be in. TikTok, not a great lane for us to be in. And why? Why am I saying that? I really want to get, not nail this home because not every audience lives on every platform. Our, the demographics of our listenership is not somebody who is on TikTok. Um, that is not our, our general listener. So for us to create a TikTok and maintain all of the work that goes into creating the content for that TikTok will be a complete waste of time for Guys Guy Radio, unlike getting on something like UK Health Radio, which is really beneficial for us because they have that same audience listenership. So the way we've, we've gotten this all to work out throughout the week is Robert will record these episodes. So he records the interview, and then you also record the open and the close. And then I will take that interview. I like to use logic as the DAW of my choice. It doesn't matter. Again, you can use whatever you'd like to use. But essentially, I take the open, the close, and I take the interview itself, and I piece them all together in there with the show music, etc. From there, I download it. Now, we actually have three different versions of the show. We have the actually four versions of the show. So we have the podcast version that we upload. We have the KCAA version, which goes to KCAA Radio, KCAA Radio in California, where they stream that live on terrestrial airwaves, which is really exciting. Uh, we have the third piece, which again will get streamed on UK Health Radio live, which is a different version. And then there is also the another version, which goes to UK Health Radio for the podcast. And last but not least, we have a video component, which goes on YouTube. So how I make this all work is the processes that I use is to do it all at once. <laughs> I 
like to edit the podcast. So I take it and I remove all the ums, ahs, etc. I add any effects that I'd like to. If you have a little bit more of an advanced skill set within audio production, I would recommend using something like an EQ to balance out the frequencies, etc. But again, if you don't have that background, that's fine. But from there, yeah, I mean, we just we get it over to KCAA radio on Tuesday. It and then we get it over to UK Health Radio on Tuesday. And from there, it it just goes live. But I think that the main point to really nail home here is that you want to be on as many different diverse channels that you can be on. But be on diverse channels that make sense. You don't just want to be on a platform to be on a platform. Perfect. Okay. Any other tips? We're running out, uh, short on time, Chris, but take your time with this one. What are the kind of the, the main tips you want to give those out there who have processed everything that you've been talking about and are thinking about, do I want to do a podcast or not? If you aren't sure, if you want to be on a podcast, I would recommend guesting on a podcast. It's going to give you a really good insight, good look at what that really looks like and, and feels like. The time commitment, being on the spot, practicing, all that that takes. Be a guest on a podcast, and then that will give you insights into whether or not you should actually move forward. That would be my first piece of advice. Question there? I, question there? How can you be a good guest? Oof. How can you be a good guest? Great question. You can first and foremost make sure that you listen to the podcast. <laughs> I know <laughs> I know that that sounds obvious, <laughs> but lo and behold, hey, sometimes it doesn't happen. Right. So if you're going to be a guest on a podcast, do some research on that podcast and listen to a few episodes. Get a feel for who the host is, who they're talking to, what type of material they're putting out there. And then you'll be more prepared. I like to talk about this too, right? Like, let's say that you were going to go on a first date. I'm talking to Robert Manny, the guy's guy, about dating now. And if you were going to go on a first date, let's say it's a blind date. Wouldn't you want to let, but, but they leak the name, Robert. Okay. Like they leak the name. You kind of know who it is, but you don't know exactly. You're going to look them up. I would look them up. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I would find them. <laughs> yeah. You'd want to know who they are before you talk to them. And it's kind of like that with podcasting. Know who they are before you get on there. Also, you want to wear headphones. That's the, another crucial piece of information. If I could just leave you with two pieces of information, it would be that. Listen to the podcast, research the podcast, but also wear headphones. You're going to improve the quality immensely. Okay. And then the other couple of tips before you decide if you're going to do the podcast or not. I'm sorry, I broke your flow, but it was a guest on other podcasts. And there was a couple more. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. If you're wondering if you want to be, uh, if you want to host a podcast and have your own, be a guest, fill, fill out the waters. That's great. But then see how much content you could actually trickle out. Write up a, a plan for yourself. I think one thing that a lot of people think or a mis, misunderstanding or, or whatnot is that I think a lot of people often believe that podcast hosts and some of like you and I are going off the cuff right now, right? Like we're just having a genuine conversation. A lot of podcasts, though, are scripted. And that's okay, especially when you first get started to have your questions scripted. That's great. But Script out what your show is going to look like before you even begin. What's episode one about and how do you make it to episode 100? I would plan all of those details out. And if you can make it there, if you can, if you can answer those questions, then you're going to be set up for success to go ahead and, and start that podcast. Perfect. 
Great, great insights, Chris. We can go on and on as we will. I'd love to do another segment with you because you have so much to offer. Just tremendous job. Thank you so much. Chris Marcello, producer uh, extraordinaire and really all, all around radio communications maven. You really got it and you've got a gift for it. And I'm so appreciative that you're working with me. So thank you so much. Chris Marcello, Guys Guys Radio. Thank you so much, Robert. It's Guys Guy Radio. Well, that was a terrific, very informative conversation with Chris Marcello, the producer of Guys Guys Radio. And I think Chris covered a lot of topics that are important for any podcaster out there. And that is the importance of kind of knowing what your brand is, having a niche, knowing how to talk and have a conversation with people, of course, is very important, but getting the right equipment, knowing how to market your brand, knowing how to measure your success, the importance of getting out there and getting on other podcasts to be interviewed and being in it to win it. it does, it's, not a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon and it takes a while to make money if you're podcasting. But if you've got a clear idea as to what your brand is all about and you're out there to help people and add value, I think you'll have the best chance of succeeding. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening on Terrestrial Radio on KCAA in Southern California, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. The show rebroadcasts on KCAA every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. The podcast, YouTube, and Rumble all post worldwide every Thursday, and we're on UK Health Radio, a digital internet radio platform on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So you can't avoid us. We're, we're everywhere. You can find us all over uh, the internet, on terrestrial radio, on podcasts, wherever you consume your content, we're there for you. And I ask you one favor, and it doesn't cost you anything. If you enjoy the guests and content I bring you each and every week to Guys Guys Radio and Guys Guys TV, please subscribe to our shows our channels, uh, YouTube, that would be greatly appreciated because we're pretty new there. And also, of course, on Apple Podcasts, if you want to hit us up with a review, that's always welcome. Also, if you want to catch more of me, you can read my uh, website. It's built around my blog, Life, Love, and the Pursuit of Happiness. And I've got over 300 blog posts about those three topics. And you get a lot of information there and perspectives from kind of through my guys, guys filter, if you will. While you're there, you can also download three free chapters of my novel, which is kind of the source material for everything Guy's Guy. It's called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, and it's about two men in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City. They work on Madison Avenue, and it's a rough, tough, crazy business, and I've been part of that for many years. And... I think the book is a lot of fun. I think you'll have fun with it. It's a rom-com. You've got some very savvy female characters. You've got some really flawed male characters. Or whatever pronouns you want to use, you've got some interesting characters in the book across the board. It's a lot of fun. It's been called The Male Successor to Sex in the City, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. So once again, we're here all week long just about you can find us anywhere now we're on so many different platforms and again if you love the work we're doing here as much as we love doing it 
just subscribe. It really helps us out. And again, all of our content is free and we're there for you. And I do my very best in terms of finding the right guests who will add some value to your life, to my life, and to this world because we need all the help we can. And my bottom line is there's not enough love in the world so we can find guests that really know how to kind of raise the frequency of this planet and have it so everyone wins, then they're welcome here on Guys Guys Radio. So thanks to all my 700 guests. Thanks to Chris, a wonderful producer, Ryan, my strategy guy. But most of all, thank you, you, our growing audience on Guys Guys Radio. We'll see you next week. And as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. There's never been a better time for men to be whoever they want to be, yet it's never been less clear who men really are. Guys Guy Radio, starring author Robert Manny, is on KCAA every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Whether it's relationships, sex, wellness, or spirituality, join Robert as he interviews the experts about how men and women can be at their best. Guys Guy Radio, better men, better world.